Hello, everyone. This is Manny Fishman, the head of the Bacalta Real Estate Group, and we're here with another podcast. This one very timely, considering the political situation in the world, dealing with cybersecurity and malware as it relates to real estate. And I am very pleased to have joined me a friend of the firm who's been on prior podcasts uh, for the real estate group, Chris Tallarico. Chris is now with Ross and Barzini, a, a worldwide consulting firm in the area of global infrastructure, where Chris is the principal consultant for operational technology, networking, and cybersecurity. A lot of words, but it's still Chris Tallarico, who's an expert in networking and cybersecurity. So, Chris, welcome. Thank you, Manny. Yes, it is. Uh, it's a, a lot of words, but it is the same old Chris of uh, 30 years of working in uh, networks and around the real estate community in Northern California. Well, it's a very timely uh, podcast, Chris, yep. given what's happened in Eastern Europe. Yep. And I suppose the threat that, and I, we just have to say the threat that Russia may try to uh, start cyber attacks on the United States and on United States infrastructure facilities, specifically real estate. And knowing yeah. your expertise, I just thought we would start with a general question. What is it that you're seeing and what should building owners really, uh, what steps should they take now? Sure. All really good questions and, you know, really scary times that we're, we're living in. Um, I had made the comment a few weeks ago that, you know, we, we may... Uh, be actually witnessing, you know, the first time that uh, cyber has ever been used in, you know, in, in direct warfare. It certainly is used daily by nation states indirectly, but there is uh, direct warfare going on between uh, the uh, the country of Russia and and Ukraine. Uh, they have uh, the, the Russian government has been attributed to several of the attacks, and on top of it. Uh, there are a number of Russian criminal organizations that have been operating as a proxy for uh, Putin's government, and is all they are also shifting gears away from their their ransomware uh, jobs to actually uh, doing uh, offensive uh, cybersecurity and. We're seeing that uh, just at the the beginning of the Ukrainian invasion. In fact, uh, they're saying it was actually about 12 hours before, uh, there are two new types of malware that have uh, hit the market that are uh, directly targeted at Ukraine. And uh, they're the malicious types of uh, malware that actually destroy things. So this would be a think back to the days of Stuxnet, uh, the first super virus back in 2010 which infected about 80% of the world's computers, even though it was targeted at an air gap network in Iran. Um, the, the new ones are out now and uh, Wiper is uh, the name that uh, they, they have attached to it. One is Isaac Wiper, the other is uh, Hermetic Wiper. And uh, the, the scary thing with, with those types of uh, malware versus what we're normally used to you know, normally we're going to get a pop-up message that, hey, you've been hacked and maybe someone defaces my company website or someone ransomwares my computer for a few hundred or a thousand dollars. The, the, the malware that has just been released 
and will work its way through the world uh, is is destructive in that it goes into the computer and it actually destroys not only the data but can physically destroy the computer itself. So that's probably the scariest thing, Manny, that uh, that we're seeing in the last uh, say 72 hours uh, uh, here in the in the war uh, between Russia and Ukraine. Put this in perspective, remind building owners uh, and our listeners, of course. Yeah how extensive uh, the cloud and the internet is for our building systems. All our systems now run on this. Uh, HVAC, um, elevators, access control, all of our systems are integrated into the internet and are susceptible to being hacked. Quite right. And at, at this point in time, it really comes down to two types of businesses, businesses that have been hacked and businesses that will be hacked. It, it's no matter uh, matter of, you know, hey, I'm going to do the right things and nobody's going to touch my network. Uh, at this point, you have to do the right things and stay ahead of it and, uh, and mitigate the best you can because you're going to get hit at some level. You're absolutely correct when you say that all of these systems are interconnected now. Uh, we have devices that are on the internet that would uh, would really you know scratch most people's head. Uh, you know, commercial refrigerators. How about that? I mean, how many times have you thought? The internet is here for commercial refrigerators, uh, but yes, BMS uh, controls, lighting controls, elevator controls, access controls, video cameras, all of these things now are connected and unfortunately, most are not protected very well. So you have uh, specific to the, the, com- the commercial real estate, real estate industry is you have two really separate things you need to worry about. One is uh, what I would refer to as denial of IT or you know DOT. We've heard denial of service where someone actually launches attack against a network. But in the end, what we have is the end user's denial of information technology. So maybe I lose you know access to my BMS system for a few days uh, or things like that. that. Those are things that are very real. They're very costly. Most of them come with a, a ransomware uh, figure attached. Most are going to be in the six-figure range, and then you're going to have the the cleanup costs uh, after that, as well as notification costs. Um, And um, many of these systems are not just operational systems, but the data that's gathered through these systems is actually very important for building management, um, especially energy management. And so a loss of this uh, is not just an interim, okay, I've lost it for a few days. You've actually lost some valuable data. You could lose very valuable data. And while I'm not an energy expert or a a lead expert, I can say that every energy management system that I have networked was of great value to either the building owner or the very large tenant that's in the building, uh, especially in locations like California, where the cost of electricity is so high. Achieving lead status these days is, is no longer just a, you know, a badge of honor for the building, uh, but really uh, directly impacts the operational costs of the tenants in the building. So we're sitting here in the first week of March of 2022, yep. uh, and you have a captive audience. And let's say there are many building managers and property managers that are listening, and they're saying, well, Chris, what steps should I take this week? Yeah. What should I check? Um, what advice would you just give generally about what proactive steps a property manager should take 
in light of the news. So today, the the immediate ones being, we've warned for for years now that you know you have to get your your networks in order. You know, some form of base building or a converged network with decent security in place. We're hoping that those things have already happened. If you have a building that still has disparate networks, you don't have a, a strong cybersecurity or network team that you're outsourcing to to rely on. If your uh, corporate IT cannot handle that, that's got to be addressed. Um, I think we're we're beyond that today. So if someone came to me today and said, "Hey, you know, high-rise, you know, operator, what can I do immediately?" and I I would say the first thing that I would do at this point in time is to look at threat assessment. So vulnerability scan of the outside of your network, and there should be some form of penetration test as well. Uh, this is something that large enterprise clients have been doing for many years now, and we don't have any choice any longer. It has to happen down at the OT level. And you can watch the news every night, turn on the news. I don't care what day of the week it is, you're going to get a news story about an OT network that has been hacked. And every single high-rise building is an OT network. Uh, you have your tenants who have their own separate network, their own separate data, but you have that network in your building that is running everything that runs the building. So really immediate uh, course these days is vulnerability assessment with a penetration test. Uh, the vulnerability assessment, you could do yearly uh, penetration testing. I highly suggest that you're doing it quarterly. Uh, but that would be the immediate that I would ask that uh, people do today. Another issue, and I know we've covered this in the past, is to make sure that operational technology systems, OT systems, mm -hmm. are clearly separated from tenant systems. That, that is just hugely important. If you find yourself the owner-operator of the building, and we don't have a lot of you know, uh, tenant owner occupier, but if you do, yeah, I would absolutely suggest that your production network that runs your corporate do does not intermingle with the OT technology. And there's a lot of reasons behind that, not just from a security standpoint, but also from a moving on standpoint, as we know buildings buy and sell, very rarely do they, they remain in the hands like they used to for, you know, generations after generations. Uh, so that is certainly important. If you're a landlord and you're considering offering some type of, you know, WeWork type service to your tenant base, absolutely, again, making sure that that public uh, network is not part of your corporate uh, network of managing the building or of the OT network that's uh, operating the building itself. Those things are really important. And then can you talk briefly about the importance of offsite backing up of yeah. data? Couldn't, couldn't be more important. Uh, people, it is, it is amazing, will say, well, I back up. Well, what are you backing up to? And so frequently they're backing up to the same machine they're backing up. That, that's uh, something you can't happen uh, anymore. You can back up if you have you know, separate drives on site. Maybe it's a, an on-site backup. That's better than nothing. But really backing up uh, to a location that is off-site is so important. And on top of it, the type of backup that you're doing, 
Are you backing up just a incremental backup once a day, or are you doing snapshots, you know, throughout the day, hour by hour, and sending that data up? And snapshotting is really the safest way to do it, because if you are ever compromised, you have a lot smaller window that data could be bad. But the days of, you know, keeping you know, a, a, normally in a smaller office would be called a NAS or something along those lines, network attack storage. The days of backing up to that are gone. You really, you really should be looking at a, a very strong backup solution uh, in the cloud, something along the lines of Microsoft Azure or, or one of the other big ones that are out there. And I should add to that, not just your corporate data, your OT data is just important. So backing up the BMS server, backing up your video, backing up anything that, you know, could be of value to your business or even protecting your business uh, is, is equally important. Chris, I know you uh, follow closely a lot of the uh, government agency uh, groups yep. that are involved in this. Um, and in a practical way, what are you seeing in the way of how these malwares are increasing and what are you seeing coming out of CISA, which is the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency? So CISA is a great one to follow. And anybody that is doing uh, operational technology, IoT, or even just general IT should be subscribing uh, to their newsletters. It's a free service offered by the government and uh, one that they do very, very well. Uh, on top of their daily notifications that they send out, they also have documents that you can use to help prepare yourself or your client putting proper policy and procedure in place. And instead of having to hire you know, a big consulting firm to write these for you, you can get a lot of it canned and a lot of it's very helpful. But maintaining a, a daily uh, view of CISA, I think is, is incredibly important. I monitor, I try to monitor CISA every day. I'm on their subscription list and sometimes emails get a little deep. Um, obvious uh, others to look at uh, is the FBI. FBI has some, uh, some great uh, resources available as well. And they'll share with you as best as they can uh, the, the state of, uh, you know, the, the cyber uh, warfare at any given moment. And uh, if you want to take it even a step further, if you have IT staff uh, or you are a building a manager or uh, your security manager uh, in the building, I'd highly recommend looking into joining uh, FBI InfraGuard, which is a, a public-private organization that puts all of the verticals together. So people from commercial real estate, people from Caltrans and BART, and all of that get together once a month and talk about uh, the, the threats uh, to, uh, to each one of these facilities. So that would be another really, really excellent resource that I would suggest uh, people look at. Unfortunately, as you can imagine, it is a tremendous amount to, uh, to digest and uh, you can quickly become overloaded with it and, and at times even uh, just overwhelmed by the, 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 the sheer you know, doom and gloom of some of it. Um, I mean, we're, we're now, you know, kicking around words like cyber warfare, and that's changed quite a bit from the days of, hey, don't open that, uh, that uh, Excel spreadsheet that came in the email because there might be a virus in it. Uh, now we're using it a, uh, as a, a tool of war. And obviously training uh, your property management personnel on basic 
rules of the road on emails so as not to open um, viruses yeah. onto your system is, is a basic thing for non-managers uh, and for an entire property management staff. Everybody should be trained. Cybersecurity is everybody's responsibility. If we're not all pulling together, the guys will get in the door and they'll do the, amount, the most amount of damage they can. So having a very clean cyber hygiene is what the, the, the professionals will call it, is very important. And that includes constant training of your staff. Every company that has a connection to the internet should be doing cybersecurity and phishing malware training to their employees. Should be done on a regular basis. It's very easy to do. It's outsourced and can these days via videos. And it should be something that people do on, on a, a quarterly basis. And if they've had accidents where they have uh, allowed things to happen, then you give a little bit more training um, to, to bring it, it up to speed. I don't think anybody wants to be hacked and everybody's very embarrassed uh, when it happens, but uh, we, we have to train uh, and, and practice. It's no different than you know an earthquake drill. Um, it, it's just a matter of time. Uh, and one day that, that big one is going to hit. And I think the other thing we can do that we haven't been doing well is increasing the physical security of our cyber resources. And while I think today you'll see that almost every class A building around is going to have riser management in it, which is an awesome thing because that's the first line of defense, we still need to go a lot further. And very few buildings are doing access control or video cameras uh, in those areas. And uh, that, that's another place I think that we're, we're weak and that we can do better. I know it, it, it costs a lot, but uh, it only takes one, uh, to one compromise either at the malware level or a corporate espionage event and you're into the six and seven figures very quickly. So we've run out of time, uh, but I do want to just go over a few of the tips that Chris has uh, been able to identify one is obviously the threat assessments and the mm -hmm. uh, penetration tests. Two is making sure that your building management systems, BMS, is separated from tenant systems, especially if you have public areas in your building. Mm -hmm. Three is doing frequent and sophisticated backups that are off-site, not on the same building, not on the same computer system that you're running your, your operations exactly. on. Exactly. Um, and then four is uh, to make sure you do cyber training. Um, and as Chris used the term, cyber hygiene, uh, always very important. And then the last, which I do recommend, is to start following uh, the government emails and websites that you can. Uh, obviously, Chris, as a professional, is someone that you should consult with and monitors more than anyone in real estate can do. And while it's a topic for a totally different uh, podcast, uh, I will just say Chris has been through this in uh, counseling building owners uh, who have been uh, su subject to malware and to uh, ransomware. And being able to go through that with someone that is a professional is um, a good resource. So we will make sure to have Chris's information on the material that accompanies this podcast. And I urge you to consult with him and talk about this amongst your team. Well, thank you very much, Chris. Anytime, Manny. I, uh, I always uh, appreciate the time that you give me. 
the Bo Calder Law Firm offers so much to the real estate community. So I appreciate the, the time from the firm and actually putting this on.